Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right then, who's ready for a branding and strategy masterclass? Okay, I'm looking into an empty room here, but I know... I know that you're all at home or in the office with your arm raised high above your head. You better be. Prepare to get that mind of yours racing because Addison Clark, who co-founded the incredible P&Co clothing brand, is going to make you think long and hard and question everything you thought you knew about building a cohesive brand. You got me and Igor thinking so much that I'm pretty sure we completely forgot how to even wrap up an episode. Okay, let's go team. <laughs> Here we are, here we are, here we are. Red light, red light, red light. Everything's on, everything's on, everything's working. So here we go. We had a little go, wobble, we didn't go. we? Yeah. We always have wobbles, but we. <laughs> Sam just ran in from the office saying, I got some. The audio is messed up. It was echoey. But <laughs> it it's fine. It's it fine. Is. It's just a small final cut issue. Problem resolved. Let's move on. Um, welcome to another idea. A podcast for creatives and just entrepreneurs. People just want to have a chat with us and get involved and just. <laughs> Listening in on a bit of a conversation with like fellow entrepreneurs and creatives. Yeah, um, we're almost. I think we're at episode thirty. I think yeah, this one almost is there. Almost there. Twenty nine. We're there or thereabouts. Yeah. What have we been doing? Like five, six months. Six months. Yeah, that's mental. When we've you got a Christmas about party it. coming up, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell people about the Christmas party? Yeah, we got some amazing guests coming up for for the Christmas party, and yeah, and. Tickets still on sale. I mean, sale. give it more than that. Come on. Tickets Come on. are still on sale. You're wearing a Santa outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that'll get people in there. An inflatable, <laughs> inflatable Santa outfit. That's what I'm expecting. Who's the elf? <laughs> Sam, I Sam, can be the Sam, elf. Sam can go, be the elf and you can get yeah. Colin and Mankini. And wow. yeah, that will, I mean, def- that will wow, definitely yeah. increase the sales. That's, a, that's an image. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, our Christmas card sorted for the year after as well, isn't it? You see the multiple, gift at the bottom of the episode. Content. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where the episodes dipped, and we yeah. wonder why. No, we've got the um, amazing. Well, carry on. We got the amazing Philip White coming um, for the episode, and we also got the Springles. The Springles. Yeah, Carnash with Abel Banners. Yeah, and 
Yeah, it'll be an incredible... Like next level side hustle, that was, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, very can't much wait so. to, Can't wait to try about that. But really today... Are. Today, we've got the amazing Edison Clark. How That's are an you introduction. Doing? I mean, come on. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you, you seem a bit flat. No, I was like, no. I was expecting more, bigger more, things there. There's more to come. Yeah. Oh, I go on, then. Go on, say, then. Go on I just then. wanted to say hi Let's, to Okay, yeah, go on, then. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Pleased to be here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. I don't know where to start now. <laughs> no, we've got the amazing Addison Clark. And when, when Sam told me that he knew you, I um, didn't, didn't know him. I just followed him, I think. Yeah. I think it was just like an, a, a visual appreciation for yeah. what he put out. I, I, I kinda, someone knows. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I, I've done my homework, Igor. I've done I my homework. I kind of fanboyed a little bit because um, I'm a big fan of p and I've bought p and stuff um, over the years. And, and yeah, um, what you've done with it is pretty incredible, really. So to meet the person behind behind the brand in some ways and... Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting conversation, really. So, so yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, yeah. You have done your homework, haven't you? Yes, very yeah. much. So. Very much. No, so. um, I think I can't remember how I came across. I probably came, I suppose, through P and Co. Just sort of recognizing the brand. It's and always interesting to see how people do come yeah. across the brand because, from a marketing point of view, you try so many different things yeah. to get in front of the right type of people, and mm-hmm. you definitely are. Yeah, creatives, free spirited, you know, entrepreneurs exactly the type of people that we want to be in in front of so it's yeah. really good to, to know that yeah. yeah i can't remember how i found your account though as okay. a like personal account or whether that was um maybe just something that was recommended and because it, it's not directly on your p and k or it won't have been at the no 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 time, of course probably. not no it's just but um it probably just came up somehow and i remember looking at looking at your feed and you know when you just look at somebody's feed you're like mm. yeah i like this aesthetic. i like this guy <laughs> yeah. curated yeah you know consistent and like the photographers in both of us probably looked at it and were like, yeah, just seeing like the beauty and like simple stuff. Yeah. That a lot of people just walk past and 100%, you know, 100%. Um, kind of just take for granted, you know, in everyday life. And um, yeah, there's a really kind of clear identity in you, in just your personal stuff. And I think when you can do that from a personal point of view, it yeah. shows that mm. you kind of get it already. That's half the battle, Very I think, for a lot so. of people. Especially when you actually start reading captions and everything else. Um, oh, here's a guy that really knows what he's talking about. It's not just fluff and air in terms of from the visual aesthetic, but from... Can you back it from, up? Yeah, and from conceptualization as well, it actually makes sense. I really so, appreciate that. No, so, no, so, thank yeah, you. it's really good. So... Are you going to carry on now? No, 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 you, no. What are you no, looking no, at? You no, right? no, I'm looking at the at the camera over there just to make sure that yeah. we are in are you, focus. Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. We've got red set. We've got, I've scared got, them both now talking about <laughs> the, uh, the Stephen Parker you wanna... Mel B um, or Mel C episode. The second you said it as well, Courtney came <laughs> running it. in going, Sam, the audio on the previous episode. <laughs> oh my Lord, here we go. Um, but yeah, like, like Igor touched on it, you know, it's great having that sort of visual aesthetic, but you know, you back it up with like a really strong understanding of branding and... Yeah branding strategy you know where where does that kind of awareness and understanding of branding like where's it derived from where can you remember when that first kind of appeared in your life or business good question um i think that it's kind of just been a natural evolution of understanding how it all works to be honest i've never kind of had any i don't know kind of education i never kind of went to university but i've always you know kind of looked beyond the logo and you know beyond the product to really kind of 
dive into you know who's running this brand what what do they care about what their values are and i think that if you look at kind of brands evolution over time you know nike adidas they've all got these underlying you know kind of thoughts organizing positioning documents and kind of values and you know obviously building pnco i kind of made sure that everything that we kind of did had a purpose and it was kind of you know if we were going to do a photo shoot in you know london to advertise x new kind of collection we'd make sure that you know it was shot in a certain location because we wanted to appeal to a certain kind of demographic and we also kind of made sure that it was kind of authentic as well so you know you wouldn't be shooting it in you know maybe a really kind of high-end area of london maybe like city or bank it'd be yeah. kind of shoreditch and you know just making sure that that the brands and the kind of you know aesthetic they were trying to create was, yeah. was true to that customer really and that um that lifestyle and the brand makes sense i always i always thought that p and co has a very specific branding that sometimes you see brands that it's very easy to see where it's been copied or where mm. you can take things from but with p and co it's always it's quite unique it's quite it's quite honed in and even when you when we were chatting previously um you very much said that anything with two wheels i'm, I'm on it i love I'm it, it definitely but, have we explained what p and co is no engines should now we, should we, should we just let <laughs> Alison accidents. kind of describe the yes yeah, do you want to do yeah, it do you want to go for that's, it that's, that's, exactly, it? Yeah, that's exactly it that's okay. exactly i just want to know how how did you hone in in, t in terms of like the the vision from Pianco and what it actually stood for? Because it's it's very particular. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, mm. and it's incredibly consistent. It's you know the product the production of it is. It's been going for ten years almost now. Wow. I think we started yeah. in twenty thirteen, and if you look back at twenty thirteen, oh, I'd definitely say we were consistent, but we were nothing kind of visually like where we are mm -hmm. today. Um, we, we were very much kind of you know kind of finding our feet, looking out into kind of what things that inspired us and kind of bringing that into the brand so things like photography yeah. um, music um, yeah kind of motorbikes that kind of freedom culture LA kind of you know west coast vibes I guess yeah. and that's kind of how the brands naturally evolved from kind of it was it was almost like a gentleman's brand to start with so it was kind of like very much you know kind of brogues and like a white t-shirt black bottoms and then over time as we ourselves individually our kind of tastes have broadened we've kind of brought in different kind of elements to the brand so you've got kind of the the workwear kind of utilitarian style you've got the kind of hand-drawn graphics that have got a lot more colorful a lot more playful over the years so we've just kind of drawn upon a lot of different um influences but as you say kind of keeping things consistent you know the way that the website's portrayed the way that the imagery um is kind of art directed yeah we we always made sure that everything that we did was consistent because i think that consistency is what you know it draws you into a brand if you can kind of make sure that everything aligns it creates that trust yeah. as well with there's customers. definitely that kind of cohesion yeah, no, there isn't there between yeah. between all of those like the photography the the typography the color palettes yeah, yeah. you know and then and then the fashion as well yeah, yeah. A lot of sign-off meetings and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's 14 members at P and Co now, so yeah, there's a lot of people I mean, that you know, have a lot. Has, to say. The brand's it, you know, it's done really well, hasn't it, over yeah, the over yeah. ten year period? I mean, it's, it has it has really grown. I know when when me and Igor sat down to kind of talk about what we were going to discuss today, it was like well, there were two very clear areas here. It's like before P and Co, and then after P and Co, and 
we might sort of break the chat up into those two sort yeah. of sections. So Sounds good. do you want to just explain like how, how did you, yeah, how did how was P and Co born? Where where was what was its birth? And 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 just talk through that early those early years of yeah, no, trying no. to get a fashion brand off the ground. Off the ground, yeah. Well, I think for me, when we first kind of started it with my co-founder Lee, um, we were very much you know kind of entrepreneurial. We we're in the music kind of independent scene, kind of within different bands and kind of you know designing different graphics for for different music music artists. Um, and we kind of really kind of connected on, on an artistic point and a creative point. And I think given our background in kind of you know, doing things off of our own back, we, we really just wanted to do something. It wasn't necessarily a clothing brand to start yeah. with. It was just let's, you know, let's, let's see what we can come up with, I guess. And then kind of, you know, we did kind of look at clothing as an industry and, and thought, you know, for us at the time, what brands, I guess, appealed to us and why they appealed to us in a certain way. And, you know, you've got kind of H&M and the high street, and um, you've also got the kind of midi kind of luxury brands, which you've got like All Saints, Diesel, you know, Levi's maybe within that back bracket, but there was no one kind of telling a story or mm -hmm. adding depth to why they're doing that. It was very much, you know, this is our summer collection, go and buy it. There was no, there was no kind of sustenance to that. And creatively, I, we just thought that was really interesting. And we, we kind of thought, well, let's try it. You know, what, what products can we get our hands on to start with? It would be a, a T-shirt. And then we kind of came up with these kind of capsule collections that had really kind of meaningful stories behind them. So if it was, you know, I, I, I think some of our collections, I can't remember, it was so, so long ago. But one of the standout ones for me was a collection called Desires and Liars. And it was this whole kind of collection about kind of Romeo and Juliet, mm. you know, and kind of creating these two kind of, um made up like gangs like the desires and liars and you know that whole kind of story and that 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 it's kind of concept yeah no definitely it. and it, i mean it was just t-shirts at the time but you know for us to kind of sell those we needed to give it more of a meaning more of a purpose and then through the visuals we were able to kind of shoot in really aspirational um places and kind of play out this this story so it kind of uh, ever it, it kind of transitioned from then to you know, kind of building up the following, you know, kind of branching out to other products. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a big journey. <laughs> <laughs> Any sort of campaigns that have been favorite over the years? Um, I'd definitely say, yeah, the Desires and Liars kind of campaign. Uh, and then, that's a tough one. It wasn't a campaign, it was more a product. Yeah. So it was, as I said at the time, I was co-founded with Lee, my co-founder, and then we needed someone to enter the business that was very, uh, well, organized, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so come in and organize the chaos. Don't and, we all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was my, um, well, now brother-in-law, but at the time we, was, we, yeah, we were kind of in the family and, you know, figuring out what we were doing. Yeah, I just said to him, look, we need someone organized to come in and sort, sort things out. And he... Uh, came on board and very quickly kind of got heavily involved in the product side of the business uh, and over the years you know we've always wanted to kind of have products that were level pegging with as I said kind of Levi's, All Saints, Filson uh, and Jordan kind of spearheaded this kind of premium um, outerwear lines that we've gotten today and I think one of the standout products for me that we all worked on was our kind of wax canvas Wayfair jacket and it was this really kind of nice kind of dark brown wax jacket trucker kind of shortcut uh, and yeah and that, that for me was like wow you know we've, we've 
we've got it now. We've, yeah. we've got an amazing manufacturer. We've got amazing designs. Now we can go and kind of market a full look almost. So it's yeah. kind of, you've got your t-shirt, your jacket, you know, everything that, that goes with it is fully P&Co. And at that point, I was kind of like, you know, that this is exactly what I set out to do to make a clothing brand that, you know, you could go to and pretty much buy the whole outfit yeah, from. Yeah, it's a whole uniform, Yeah, really. no, definitely. Yeah. So that was a bit of a standout moment for me, to, um, that Wayfair uh, wax jacket. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah there's definitely a, a, a really clear identity to the brand and like that lifestyle kind of, like you said it about giving it a bit more substance rather than just be like, hey, buy our product. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're selling a, an image and an identity, aren't you, really, yeah, before you sell a product. And it's almost like you're not really selling the product. It's like, hey, look, this is what we do. We're passionate about it. We love it, you know. Um, but that that clear sort of identity and aesthetic. Where does your kind of where does your like where does your creative journey begin? I suppose before P and Co. Really, what mm. was your kind of youth like growing up in in I suppose a creative kind of environment? I think it probably stems from my dad being into everything. So he'd be into like motorbiking and he'd be into mountain biking sometimes like golf or formula one or you know so he's he was always kind of all rounder all rounder kind of just interested in you know i guess you know not just kind of pigeonhole himself into one thing he'd kind of see what what was going on in, in various um i guess sports maybe mm-hmm. um and that kind of fed down into me so i kind of started skateboarding bmx in kind of similarly but i'd always be the one to like obsess over like what stickers went on my skateboard and on my products <laughs> yeah. just completely customize it so i think that that's kind of where my kind of creativity like stemmed from and i think looking at the magazines and the kind of the skate videos at the time and kind of just analyzing like why have they got this you know advertisement here and you know what does that really mean and kind of just digging in a bit deeper to the meaning behind the marketing so you know you've got these adverts but you know, kind of figuring out why are they saying what they're saying, that just really interested me. And that's kind of what brought me into, I guess, starting the brand and then kind of going into the more kind of marketing, you know, how are we going to appeal to people and really thinking about the creative reasons behind the campaigns. It really just, yeah, hit hit a spark, I guess, in me. Yeah. Yeah, Here, yeah go on. Go on, Eagle. Go on. No, no, go on, go on. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm in an hour. I, I, I find it quite fascinating, really, because I'm here listening to you, but I'm like... Sometimes you want something like really, really clear that, that, that sparks a sense of creativity or something. And I don't get that with you. It's like, again, like your dad seems to be an all-rounder. Oh, sort no, of when thing. he said about the stickers, I was like, yeah, I can, I can just Relate. see, I can, really, <laughs> I can really see that in the brand as yes, well. Yes, like, I can I, see that in I the brand. I can see that kind of creative, like, oh, not creative chaos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a lot of effort, like a lot going into a sticker. Like, there's a lot of, it's not just like a simple layer, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. Looking at the brand that P and Co have, you know, built, you know, there's that. I can really see the kind of same sort of graphical components that go into that kind of yeah, that illustration. I think it's the inquisitive me. I want more. Okay, well, let's ask for more then. He's, Addison's here. He's not going anywhere for a little bit. What do you want to know? I just want more. And in some ways, even previously, when you said that you sort of like started doing. Um, work for bands and stuff like that what sort of bands were they that that was my first question first of all because was it quite specific in terms of like specific bands or it was like indie bands indie bands yeah so i can't remember the then i think one of them was called the arcadian kicks no no (laughs) and then there's a brand called the vows which lee was actually the guitarist of at the time uh it was kind of like indie 
you know, kind of rock and roll, yeah. that whole kind of world, which again has probably stemmed into, yeah, definitely brought yeah, all of those in, influences across and that, you know, kind of building out the brand, I made sure that we were still within that world. So, you know, we talked to bands like Bastille and Architects, um, who else of mice and men i mean maybe that was my more kind of heavier side yeah on the yeah, music. Still, yeah yeah we still now you can see sure that fusion that, though yeah, can't you? yeah, yeah. those bands you know what, what are you doing where are you playing can we come and do a blog post about yeah. you you know so it wasn't just can you just wear our clothes yeah, yeah. It was we want to support people in the music yeah. industry yeah. so, so, when, one so the when, key, you, when you say then sort of like you know looking at building out a brand mm. like for anybody that's listening what does that kind of entail what goes into those early kind of discussions or when you sat around a table and you sat down with that kind of that that blank piece of paper or whatever it might be and you're like right guys <laughs> this is what we're going to do yeah what, what where does that process begin well i think it can start anywhere but I, I guess when you you know you really kind of set out you you know what you want to to do um you know you want to sell a product or, or a service then that that kind of well how are we going to do that the best way to do that is to wrap it up in into a brand it, a brand adds value to a product or a service um, but it's also something that people can kind of form a deeper connection with. Mm. So I would say that it, in terms of the step-by-step -step process, there isn't one size fits all because every kind of brand and product is different, but it generally starts with, you know, the, the kind of Simon Sinek approach, which is the kind of... Start with why. Yeah, start with why, exactly. So once you can kind of figure that one out, you know, why are you doing this? You can kind of paint the whole brand story around it. You can figure out the values, the, the positioning, and then that kind of creates your your roadmap really for then a marketing team who would sit kind of hand in hand within the brand team to go, okay, let's let's execute this and let's kind of go on this journey. That's Amazing. kind of where I start. <laughs> and then from a PNCO perspective, yes, you've been one of the co-founders. What sort of, what would be sort of like your area of strength within the business um, as it happened? Yeah, again. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been involved in, me and kind of Lee. Lee kind of very, you know, he's such a creative guy. So he really did kind of stick to design, product development with Jordan and the kind of photography style as well. But we all, you know, kind of had our inputs within that because yeah. it's, you know, where we wanted the brand to go but i kind of you know early days was was helping out with kind of everything from customer service to you know sometimes packaging the orders just literally everything when there's just a couple of you in there you've got to yeah going and picking up the t-shirts from the supplier yeah. Yeah. taking them to our kind of warehouse yeah kind of being involved with everything but as the company grew and we kind of you know hired more people i kind of really found my kind of you know um, position in the business of, of that kind of marketing function so you know we've got this collection launching I don't know two months time what do we need to do to launch that so you kind of work on well okay what does the website need to do what do our emails need to do you know etc etc I don't want to get yeah. into the minutia of it no, but it's, it's great just the it's kind very of, much reverse yeah. engineering yeah exactly but always thinking you know who who do we want to target who do we want to appeal to who do we who do we want to serve so everything we did be it like a customer service email or you know a facebook advert or even a you know kind of team with with an ambassador it would always be behind the kind of you know this, this who do we want to serve and making sure that it was going to appeal to that that customer and they were going to be engaged by it yeah one thing i one thing i thought about when you were just 
painting that sort of background early on is is, is why and this is more so that people listening can kind of understand a bit more about branding that are, they're intrigued by branding is why do you need that so once you've been once you've created that process or that package of this is what we're about mm. and you create you paint that you i think you use the word like painting that story mm-hmm. why should a why should a company create or paint that story in terms of why is it why is it why is it important yeah why is it important from a brand's point of view to have that kind of visual you, I, story I think, or background or whatever it might be that you kind of touched yeah, on if you've not got that you, you you can very quickly go down paths and you know not really think about why you're doing that so i you know we're gonna it just gives you more of a direction, more of a purpose. I think that if you've not yeah. got those kind of plans, you, you, you're almost lost. I speak with some kind of brands now, and that's the first thing I ask them is, you know, why, why are you doing this? You know, the kind of whole brand strategy architecture that I take them through. Uh, and, you know, nine times out of ten, it's things that they haven't thought about, but they're there. Because even though they haven't thought about it, but they've just not been asked the right questions. Yeah. And then once you've got that information from them, then they're kind of like, ah. I know what I've got to do now. It's super clear. I know who I've got to target. I know what, you know, where we add value to this, you know, kind of industry. Yeah. And I know how we're going to be different for, from everyone else now. So, you know, once once that's kind of been unearthed, it just kind of puts people at ease and there's more of a kind of plan to go after them. You can also bring people in so they understand your vision. If, you, if it's just you kind of running things, you know, and it's in your head, you know, we, if you want to kind of tell that story to other people within the business and hire out and work with people around the world on different projects, then it's really important to make them understand your vision and where you're going. So I think that that's, um, that's something that we did, you know, make sure that if we're working in with a photographer in, I don't know, LA or Amsterdam or wherever, we'd always start on a Zoom call. This is the collection. This is P&Co you know take them through that journey so they understood you know kind of what we were about and what we wanted from them so i think that a lot of brands and this is what i found with working with clients now it's kind of you know they've, they've done photo shoots in the past and they look amazing mm-hmm. but then when you really go through the content with the the brand there's a lot of kind of holes in there and there's a lot of things missing so i think if you can kind of preempt that and take the photographers and this team on on the journey with you and help them understand your vision you'll just get a much kind of higher output of, of content and the creative will just be that more yeah. kind of purposeful and it'll just land better. Yeah. Strong vision and strong yeah. storytelling. I'm really glad I asked that question because there was so much in that. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah, it's brilliant. But it is, it's about direction, isn't it? I think. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, you know, like you said at the very beginning of that point, it's like if you don't have those core values and you don't have them kind of outlined very clearly, you can just start chasing different different avenues, can't you? And, yeah. And you don't have that kind of clear direction to, to go down it's not to say you can't change it either no so we used to have a brand strategy kind of realignment meeting a big word there but yeah that's basically what it was every january so we'd have christmas came back that first week it would be right let's just sense check this whole brand strategy let's see what's worked let's see what hasn't worked let's let's see potentially what we might want to add into this and that was such a, a good kind of exercise that we did every year you know it was the three of us at the time that would kind of have that session uh, and then that would get kind of communi- communicated to the whole business and yeah. any other kind of freelancers or, or people that we had working with us and that really helped that's good isn't it yeah we should do that and I think I think more businesses should I think yeah. it's great to I don't think enough businesses have that initial kind of brand strategy meeting in mm. the first place let alone a, a realignment one I think it 
brand strategy it's like it's seen as this really technical scary you know kind of <laughs> thing and it's really not it's just asking you know the right questions and just kind of you know having a big discovery session on where you want to be and making sure that you know you're all on the same page especially yeah, yeah. if you're working with a few people yeah i don't think it needs to be seen as this massive kind of expensive um you know kind of project that you need to go on it's it's not it's quite collaborative it, you know you can get there very quickly as well sometimes i think and it must be it must be even more helpful when you have a team of people mm. and like you you need like you say you need everybody to be on the same page yeah um were there, what were the just going slightly away from that what were the kind of big wins of P&Co for you what were the right I've just locked Igor in the toilet so I can hijack this advert to tell you guys about a little offer that I'm running on my course The Complete Wedding Photographer from Monday the 14th of November until Thursday the 17th of November at midnight you can get full access to the course which is usually £1,995 but for these four days you can get it for £897 don't ask me what the percentage is maths was never my strong point but I do know that it's more than half. This will include lifetime access to the course and all future content. Don't worry, it's not going anywhere once you've got it. We cover everything that goes into being a wedding photographer in depth. We will cover shooting setup and techniques, branding and marketing, SEO to social media, business and systems, shooting the dance floor workflow and editing. We also hold a monthly group Zoom session with other wedding photographers, giving you the opportunity to ask anything. There are no questions that are off limits in that session. In the course, there are over 40 videos already with an ever-growing library. We've got 15 scheduled over the winter with topics including how to book destination weddings, advanced Lightroom edits, and how to handle any element of a wedding day with examples and experiences from my 10 years as a professional wedding photographer. Now, if you're listening to this or watching it on Friday the 18th or onwards, just ignore me. It's too late. You've missed the chance. But if you're listening between Monday the 14th and Thursday the 17th of November, it really is a bit of a no-brainer. I'll pop the link to the course in the show notes below and the discount code is another idea, all one word. Right. I should probably go and set Igor free and let him out. Um, were there, what were the, just going slightly away from that, what were the kind of big wins of P&Co for you? What were the, the big kind of successes and success stories from that, that time? I think it was how we were very open and honest with our community. So, and, and how I guess people really wanted to like know what was going on and know what we were doing because I think if you can take people on a journey with you, not just staff members and people that you're working with, but you know, your com community and your customers, it just builds that kind of level of, of trust and, you know, that kind of feeds through word of mouth marketing and things like that so i think that yeah one of the the biggest things we did was just was doubling down on that kind of community management kind of side and making sure that you know every comment was replied to every photo was was engaged with you know if people were taking the time to you know kind of reach out to us we'd make sure that we'd, we'd put that time in in twofold back and you know kind of it, it showed now because the level of following is it baffles me sometimes it's just oh, kind it's of huge, isn't it? It yeah is. it's, it's it's huge. It, it is it's crazy but i think it's just people understanding the vision because we we did a really good job of kind of you know making sure that our content was kind of speaking to those people and those creatives and kind of entrepreneurs and i think that they appreciated that and i think that because we've been so consistent with that for the past you know however many years 
you know, I think those kind of customers are going to stay with the brand and that's when you really kind of build that brand it, value. It definitely comes across, doesn't it, that community aspect. Yeah. For, like, especially when you look at like the, the other brands that you've mentioned, like your Levi's. And, mm. you know, it's still you, there, but it's just you, different. It just feels a bit, mm. it feels genuine, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably, that would be the key with me. Is it, it feels genuine and authentic when you look at the P&Co branding and, and yeah. what, what goes on. It feels like you very much have a, have a pulse on your community really as well. That's, yeah. that's what I really see from it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, try. <laughs> um, Sam asked about big wins. Any oh. big losses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> detail. <laughs> detail. Um, We're not in a rush here. We've, we've got plenty of time. I wouldn't say it was uh, a loss. It was more of a, a frustration. So... You know, starting the brand and kind of producing products, you work with a lot of different suppliers. Um, and we were working with a supplier in, in Turkey once. Uh, and we were still operating out of a bedroom at that time. Uh, but we, we did have a fulfillment center that we're kind of fulfilling all of our items with um, with them. But yeah, I was kind of, you know, kind of working away and suddenly a big articulated lorry pulls out the front of my house <laughs> <laughs> with like Brilliant. however many thousand t-shirts on there and literally unloaded them onto the street. Wow. <laughs> so okay. That's you know when you <laughs> come and get your free P and Co. T-shirt. Very clear on your shipping and your billing address <laughs> in those kind of situations. Um, but that mistake didn't happen again. Did, did it? not happen again. But you know sometimes it isn't our mistake. It was the suppliers. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think that yeah, one time we were shooting in LA uh, in maybe a place that we shouldn't have been shooting. <laughs> uh, we had two kind of um, LAPD policemen kind of you know walk up to us and you know very kind of kindly said we're going to either fine you or you're going to move along move along but we need to see you delete the footage wow yeah yeah but so quickly thanks to canyon dual sd cards (laughs) yeah we we, i think lee kind of switched the the sd card to the blank one and kind of showed the the police officer um yeah that that what grounds were they asking that is that a a thing it was it it, i don't i can't remember now I was, um, yeah, sitting there very quiet. You're filming outside like a police station. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I think it was kind of private property and you, you do need a license to shoot yeah, where you were shooting. Yeah. It was by the LA docks. They tend to be quite hot with permits. Yeah, definitely. In the US, so, yeah. Quite a really big learning curve by the sounds of it. Like a great journey to, to go on. Yeah, but that's, yeah, uh, and I think that just goes to show that, that, that the brand, it has been very organic and we did everything ourselves. We didn't hire a big production company or creative agency to yeah. work on, you know, our content it was always let's you know figure out ourselves and you know as we grow we'll bring in different different people for different reasons but yeah it's very much that kind of independent kind of free-spirited um vibe that we 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 um we have if you were um if you were kind of going back to that that period of, of p&co is there anything you would do would you do dif- differently on reflection there definitely a lot of things um but i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything that we did but i think if i was to kind of start it again I'd have all of that knowledge to not do certain things in certain ways. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it would generally kind of be around, yeah, not kind of launching things until they were ready. So, you know, putting out items that we weren't 100% on and, and things like that, making sure that we, we, you take the time to really kind of make sure that the products that you were putting out were, you know, above and beyond where they needed to be and that you were gonna get that kind of reaction because um, that's super important with a brand is you know 
keeping the product up to date and being innovative i think that that's that's something that i probably would do a bit differently now yeah i mean return rates are generally quite high in the fashion industry aren't they anyway so to mm. to be to be building a business from the stage that you're at it, it kind of probably had to be Definitely. strong from from the moment somebody opened the package 100 you know? percent. that's why we kind of invested in our packaging as well the experience so yeah jordan came up with a really good idea of you know um sending out all of our t-shirts in these really cool tubes you know yeah and yeah that that I think people have still got them now kind of on their shelves and things like that but it's just that value add and you've got yeah. that in people's houses and they remember it and yeah there's loads of things you can do around that it definitely it definitely was an experience for me because i bought only a couple of t-shirts and many hats okay. i love my hats the yeah. hats sold <laughs> like crazy. yeah i love my hats so yeah i've got quite a few pianco hats I didn't know that you loved hats um, <laughs> yeah, you do. I do, yeah, definitely do. <laughs> and and yeah, I can very much see that now that now that you say it, that that was intentional. I didn't really think of it at the time, but it was yeah, very much felt like an experience. It, everything was intentional. So even down to the thank you email and the things that we wrote in there, everything that we we put out there, we we would go through with a fine tooth comb, but just to make sure that we were kind of going above and beyond to just use everything. To, to add value to that customer or, or yourself, which yeah. is obviously paid off. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's a great takeaway straight away though, isn't it? Like just that, just even just hearing you say about going through the thank you email, mm-hmm. so many brands and businesses so could just could just go through, just go, oh, oh here we go, automated, automated thank you email, job done, see you later, yeah. next customer. Mm-hmm. And actually, no, just taking that time to really think about what message is going out. Well, you know, it's, it's, that's huge. It's a hugely valuable thing. Mm-hmm. It's, and I think a, a couple of years ago, Jordan was working with our fulfillment company and they were working on this kind of really innovative um, kind of thank you card that would go in orders, but you could completely personalize it. Mm-hmm. And he came to me and kind of said, I've, I've got this product for you, you know, what, what, what can we do with it? And yeah, because it linked into our Shopify at the time, you could literally kind of, so if you bought the Wayfair jacket, say that we could customize that thank you form to kind of, tell you about where it was made and things like that so every single kind of order we we could tell a different message to yeah and that went down the whole kind of route of personalization and making sure that we could just go you know onto that next level we were always trying to think about different ways to you know add value to everything that we did and those kind of thank you cards really were a standout piece I'm almost um, half expecting you to say you were going to hand deliver items as well, yeah. <laughs> just to make it that personal. Like Jordan, well, we, Jordan's going. There's one. They do, they do sample sales. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't amazing. think he's got time for that now. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I think this is uh, the perfect section to still like go into the after P and K. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did, should we ask? Should we ask, should we ask about how it ended? Yeah. Did it end? Did it, it ended well? No, no, so it, it didn't end. It's hard. It, all right, it didn't end. Okay. But uh, so, yeah, I'm still kind of, you know, friendly with the guys. And yeah, kind of Jordan is now my brother-in-law. He's the now CEO. Yeah. Um, but no, I just kind of thought I'm, I'm really kind of interested in other businesses and other kind of verticals. Uh, you know, at the time, I'd, 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 I'd had this kind of vast um kind of growth curve in p and co and developed all these new kind of skills and i guess methodology on how i think of things and i kind of you know really wanted to go and do something new and that's kind of where the natural progression went from kind of you know p and co the co-founder and now p and co has got a full kind of board of directors it's got it's very kind of um structured now to kind of go on further and i kind of thought okay right 
what can I do now? And that's kind of led to me launching my own kind of consultancy agency, working with founders and agencies in just building, you know, global um, direct-to-consumer brands. And that's Common Agenda? That's Common Agenda, yeah. Amazing. And how long have you been doing that for now? So uh, I've been kind of consulting for different brands for about two years, to be honest. But um, yeah, I wanted to kind of put put some words to it and kind of formalize it. So Common Mm. Agenda has launched. It's been online for about a month. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, very, very new. And I'm still kind of figuring out, you know, how we can kind of bolster that out. But Common Agenda is the kind of consultancy agency. So we would go in and kind of work with founders and understand their vision and help them understand that. And then we would kind of work with them from a marketing point of view to kind of, you know, put them on a roadmap with this is what you need to do to execute on that. And then we'd link them in with different agencies and kind of, you know, help them go in the right direction rather than, you know, having to figure out, well, who shall I use or what shall I do? So it kind of takes that whole kind of guessing game out of building a brand. It's kind of, you know, using my experience, I'm able to, to work with founders and get them on a path very quickly. Yeah. The track record, track record's there, isn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. It's there, you know. You've, you've and they, they can see it, no, definitely. Yeah. And what sort of brands are you working with at the moment then? So I'm working with a few kind of high-end menswear kind of fashion designers. Um, and I'm about to start work with a bicycle company. Come on. Um, two wheels. Two wheels. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, very excited about that With one. or without an engine? With, without. <laughs> without an engine. Yeah, I've one. had too many accidents. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not allowed to, uh, yeah. <laughs> never say never, but yeah. Um. What was, what were we going to, oh, I had a question then, right at the tip of my tongue and it's gone. Uh, brands, 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 brands. No, <laughs> no. What brands are you working on now? Come back to me in a second, Igor. Come back to me in a second. That's right. Oh, what was it? Um, with Common Agenda, seems to be quite new at the moment. So what would be the sort of like brands that you would love to work with and why? Brands that I think, you I think, see. Yeah, so brands working on products that are, you know, above and beyond Mm. things that are out there at the moment. So, you know, I I really like to work with, you know, founders that really value um, product design and that that value doing things differently rather than, I just want to, you know, I want to launch this brand, slap a logo on it and sell these t-shirts. I I like to work with founders that understand that kind of value proposition. Um, So I work with a brand... I went in-house actually, so I did a kind of six-month stint with a brand called Chelsea Piers, um, and they were a B2B kind of pyjama brand. Really amazing product, like top of their game, but they, they didn't kind of have a, a brand kind of strategy or marketing um, function within the business at that time, and I, you know, they really were passionate about sleepwear. You know, their, their vision is, you know, they want to be the, the go-to sleepwear brand, and that for me was like, wow, they want to, you know, really it's make fine. their market. Yeah. Uh, and that was really kind of you know good to go in and work with them on the kind of brand strategy piece and then the marketing strategy and build out this kind of full team of six people now within the business Uh, and then because they've got that roadmap they're absolutely flying now so it's really good to see you know that kind of work um, have a big positive impact i've thought of my question (laughs) it's come back to me it's just hard isn't it sometimes it's just you know when somebody's talking i i've had it a few times with addison already like He's talking about something. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a question the, there. It's the art of hosting. And then it, Addison just moves on to something else. I'm like, not another question. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <stop> man. <laughs> um, when you look at brands out there at the moment, are there any brands in particular that are you know, genuinely paving the way or doing anything that's really groundbreaking and just kind of inspiring for, you know, for us to look at and to be, to be admired? Who do, you, who do you kind of look at in the... 
hate that question. <laughs> it wasn't, a, it wasn't no, my best question. It's, it's, it's really it's hard, so to, when hard you, to answer. When you put it? on the spot, no, definitely. Um, so in kind of fashion, I think it's community brands to me that are really standing out, like represent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they just do a really good job of, of servicing that customer and taking them on a journey and, and being transparent in what they're working on. I think that everything they're putting out at the moment is just absolutely bang on the money. Um, and I also think that Harley Davidson, you know, they're a massive global multi-billion yeah. pound brand, but I think that they're re- doing a really good job to kind of move into the, the electric space. Right. I mean, they're getting a lot of bad press at the moment because of kind of, you know, they've just gone public and blah, blah, blah. But no, I think I think that they are thinking about how to do it in the right way because their current customer is not yeah. the same as the electric. Yeah, 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 definitely not. So they've done a really good job of kind of separating that out and kind of figuring out the live wire brand and, you know, kind of putting a lot of time and effort there. Um, I'm about to start working with actually a electric motorbike um, service company. Um, and I think that's just a super interesting space. You don't hear much about electric motorbikes at the moment, do you? No. You will do. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I'm just like, why Why don't I? Yeah, it's true. Any it's true. doesn't seem to get the airtime that maybe that yeah, deserves. You get cars, you get bicycles, but not really motorbikes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I'll, I don't know. It might be people's perception of it a bit too futuristic i don't know mm. um i always think as soon as you said i'm like oh tron that's yeah, that's yeah, the first yeah, thing yeah. that comes yeah. to mind really <laughs> definitely <laughs> but so, yeah sam so igor <laughs> studio ninja yeah let's just talk let's talk a little bit about our sponsor and i was wondering about what we need to say in this little section because i really want to talk about just how vital it is to my business and yeah one thing that came up recently was in my own business was that i was thinking about whether i need to get a va on board mm-hmm. like do i need somebody that's going to help me just you know, perform some of the admin tasks. And when I looked at it and I re- it really boiled down to what do I need somebody on board for, I realized that I don't actually do much admin. Yeah. And I don't do much admin purely because of Studio Ninja. Yeah. Everything's automated. Yeah. My invoices, my diary, my questionnaires that I send out. Email templates. Cha- email templates, chasing up invoices. Yeah. You know, everything's fully automated to the point where it doesn't take a huge amount of my time anyway. So it kind of defeats the whole point of a VA. So. For me, it is a very integral part of my business. Yeah. And I think when you're running a business, you're self-employed like we are, mm-hmm. you know, being efficient, yeah. being productive, making sure that things run in the right order. If you find yourself doing any kind of repeat task, you have to say to yourself, why am I repeating this? Automate it. Um, and if you can automate it, then that's it. And that's really where Studio Ninja fits in with me and my business. And they have very kindly given us a discount code, haven't they, for this podcast? So. Yeah. What's that discount code, Igor? Another idea. And another idea gets you 50% off your first annual subscription. Yeah. So it's just a no-brainer. I mean, I wouldn't even be hanging around. Just go and look at Studio Ninja. Just go and do it right now. But thank you very much, guys, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. We love Studio Ninja. But, yeah. What about mistakes? What What are the kind of common mistakes that you see brands I think at the moment the, the traps that they fall into it's relying too much on certain channels and certain marketing channels mm. and not thinking about the long-term picture you know what I, I, I don't understand why people you know want these really fast growth curves off the back of just kind of investing into one channel and as soon as the channel goes that's it for that kind of growth strategy and they've got to completely rethink so i always think that you've got to think long term you've got to have big goals 
and then kind of work backwards from that and make sure that it's not you know that the brand strategy isn't executed on one single channel it's you know it's it's everywhere it's if you think of your customer on a day-to-day basis you know they watch netflix they listen to spotify they go to the gym they go to the local coffee shop or you know how can your brand interact with that customer i mean that's my life but yeah yeah <laughs> how can a brand interact yeah. with your customer you know each part of their their day and their week and that's how brands have got to think about marketing now not rather just, than just a sponsored instagram post exactly yeah. yeah so that's and that's what we did at pinko we never just thought about that we thought about the whole whole picture and that's that's what i'm doing now with founders and agencies and getting them to think about that whole journey not just you know kind of different select aspects so making sure that you've you're creating a, a full uh, full circle kind of approach i love that absolutely love great that. It just kind of like makes me think that, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely that brand and I'm definitely making that mistake. Well, in, straight, in straight, away, straight away, it makes me go, right, okay, hold on. I'm, I'm making all of, this, all of this educational, and even for another idea, we're, yeah, we're creating yeah. these you know, reels, but why aren't they get, we should be pushing them more to TikTok and we should be resurfacing them more to YouTube shorts and yeah and it's just utilizing our mailing just, list yeah. a bit more yeah we should just or partnering with like all around a local college or school we're not having a go at you Myrna by the way that's not <laughs> we're not we're just we're just thinking on the fly here in case she's earwigging <laughs> what Myrna does is great by the way anyway um, yeah no that's I love got, that it's got the cog going in my head yeah yeah is. really did it really did and that's what, that's what I want to do yeah yeah it just yeah but it's easy isn't it when you're running a business or a brand to just get bogged out like 100%. what do I need to do today what do I need to do <laughs> right I've got emails to get back to oh, I've got to post out on Instagram rather than just going hold on I need to mm-hmm. just step back and just go right what, you know what's the what's the long term plan yeah, yeah. You, you've said it a few times what is the long term plan how are we going to get there you're going to ask gr- me that now how are we going to grow that well, no, what, actually, I wasn't, but I can. <laughs> One of the questions that we put down was actually from a from a selfish point how of view for another idea. How can we, as a brand, grow, and how can we embrace the connections that we have with our you know contributors and creators? How can what what can we do to utilize those connections more as a from a brand's point of view? I think you've got obviously you've got an amazing network of of creators, and I think that being able to you know kind of speak with those guys and tell their stories would be you know good to kind of bring them into the sessions and things like that but no i just think you need to like figure out who is going to buy these courses and and you know kind of paint a picture of of what they do in a week what they subscribe to and then once you've got that person you've got that persona you can very kind of quickly start to see where you can fit within that mm-hmm. so that's where i would start i'd start with you know who who's going to who you're kind of aiming at and then build this kind of strategy to yeah. serve that person yeah that makes sense and make it a no-brainer as well so it's like when they see it they understand it and yeah. it's like yeah i need that <laughs> yeah so in some ways ninja studio just makes perfect sense because it's what photographers use and creatives use and everything else but yeah. other stuff like like we have said before squarespace and whatever else and just making sure that we have been seen within those sort of like parameters or, or in some ways rubbing shoulders with the those other brands well. it's a fantastic product as well so I don't think you know once you get eyeballs on, on that you know, I don't think you'll have any issues but it is just kind of showing up exactly how you've just said yeah. in those places we've got mm. work to do Sam we've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, there's always work to do it never ends does it um, but yeah it's just nice just to be able to just yeah, whilst we're saying, I'm all the way through it. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying to, I want to just step back and go and just sit in a, exactly. in a dark room and just it's have a moment. 
a moment of thought. <laughs> this is go, why I'm loving this conversation. I actually this probably why wants to be over there. <laughs> so like just taking loads of no- notes and yeah. sort of like learning from it as yeah. an audience rather than as a host because it's gold. This is gold, mate. Yeah, I used to get shouted at having too many ideas there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'd come up, I'd, I'd, I used to do one one or two two days a week out of the office just to kind of, you know, kind of sense check ideas and, and work on things and I'd come back with two or five A4 sheets of just back-to-back More ideas. ideas. But that, you know, I always speak about innovation and that's that's what I want to do. So, you know, never say never to different ideas. And, mm-hmm. You know, you can never have too many of them, I think. You're on the uh, Perfect Fitting podcast, aren't you, here with, yeah. with another idea? <laughs> Definitely. pretty much where that was born. We were yeah. both Land. guilty. We're both guilty of that, of yeah. that, uh, that trait. It's hard to filter through them though sometimes. Yeah, I, I, but that's my, why my you approach, need to bring them to people and say, yeah, what do you think? I, I always put them down, <laughs> but then my approach is if it still sits there after a few months, mm. if something's not, yeah, if I've had an idea and it's just there buzzing Pinned. away, if it's still there in a couple of months' time, then I'll pick it up again and I'll kind of, I'll realise why, I've, I'll look into why I've not dropped yeah. it as an idea yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are big ideas. The, yeah, of you know, I mean, like just general day-to-day little things, oh, we should try this. That's, that's a different, I'm talking about this podcast, for example, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd we'd thought about it for a little while, and just for a few months building up to the first recording, we were like, "No, we need to do this. It's still it's still here. It's still saying, pick us up, run with it." Yeah, yeah, probably like it was with you when you you set paying co op and you you, know, you starting out in a you know bedroom. Yeah, basically, yeah. you know, it's like that idea was there for a long enough period of time for you to go, "No, we need to do this." Mm. You can always learn from other people as well. I think it's you know. Like you said, who, what brands am I looking at at the moment? We, we used to do that quite a lot, but also, also I used to look at brands and think, what aren't they doing? What could yeah. they be doing? And yeah. then kind of take that approach as well, um, which which kind of yeah kind of delivered some gold a few times. So yeah. I think that yeah, not just don't just look at what they are doing, think about what they could could be doing. They could as well. doing better. How often was P and Co kind of imitated? Because I imagine there's always a when you have a brand that kind of explodes to the scale it did that there's obviously a lot of other people looking at that going we should just do what they're doing mm-hmm. and there's obviously a very fine you know do you just talking about looking at other brands and being inspired there's always a very fine line isn't there between we, you know, being inspired and mm-hmm. actually just imitating definitely happens a lot within the fashion world um, people kind of using the same models and the same you know kind of aesthetics in their content creation but. You know, we never let, let, used to let it bother us, to be honest, because, you know, we were just very focused on what we were doing. And if anything, it makes you want to do things better and it only yeah. just spurs you on. Um, and, you know, we're still here. I think some people that maybe have copied us for the wrong reasons, you know, they, they might not be around kind of now, but, you know, we always took the approach as, you know, we're going to do what we do authentically and, you know, build value and, you know, make sure that everything we do is going to get that wow reaction. Uh, so we didn't really look at, at people that were copying at us. But um, yeah, there were, m- might have been a few um, late night messages sent to, yeah. to people. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I can imagine. They would have been deleted in the morning. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, as a totally side note, um, if you weren't doing brand consultancy today, what do you think you would be doing? Um, that's a good question. I I like um, kind of experiential things at the moment. So I like Go Ape and, you know, things that you can go and get a group of mates together and go off into Wales and kind of have an experience. So I think it'd be something to do with the experiential space, not the metaverse. Um, but I think, you know, something that you can go and kind of have a, a really kind of meaningful experience, experience. With, with people. So yeah. 
theme park or I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that that's really interesting. That seems to be you all over. Just yeah. experiences in general. Um, yeah, well, it's a huge part it's, it's of... It's a strength. You, you can see it in P&Co. It's a strength and in, a curse because I'm always yeah. looking <laughs> for the next coffee shop or the next bar. But that, that's, what, what, that's me and my friendship group. I'll always be the one coming to the, the pub and kind of saying, oh, have you seen this place? Or we should go here. And I'm always kind of looking for innovative ideas. And, yeah, and, and then you're probably within that space. You're kind of yeah. like, yeah, this is great, but I'll probably do it this way or that way. For me, there's a real sense of like... you you. You keep looking at how you can improve something. Mm. Like that seems like mm. a constant. Yeah. Like not that it's it's bad in the first place or no, there's no, an issue, no, but but yeah. more like how can you how can we serve how can you how can you serve better, or, how yeah, can you add value how can you definitely. provide that better experience? Like that doesn't seem to kind of ever end. No. Well, there's a brand that I've been working with since I kind of started the, the consultancy called Arlo Hudson, um, and we kind of I took that approach with with him and that that kind of brand and really went the extra mile into their kind of packaging and just this whole experience of the brand and now he's got a, a ridiculous repeat customer rate because they've had that experience they've commented they really like the product they love the brand and his his growth now is you know it's really impressive i think they you know he's just hit was it two thousand five star reviews in less than a year and wow. things like that and yeah, we're doing all the right things with with, uh, with that brand at the moment, so it's quite exciting. What's the, what's the product? So it's men's kind of premium underwear, and it's made from a, a fabric called Tensile. Okay. So it's kind of like sweat-absorbing, you know, non-cotton-based, um, so it's, it's, used, it's made out of a special kind of sustainable material. But his whole kind of brand ethos is, you know, you, no one really thinks about underwear. You... you might put spend it on and 50 out. quid on a t-shirt but yeah. you're spending four pound on your boxes that last two weeks so we, we're trying to change that perception so with him we're trying to change the way men think about underwear um and kind of you know invest in pieces that are going to be good for your wallet and good for the planet so that's mm. that's kind of what we're working on with with him at the moment we're just about to launch uh, a new visual identity for um the brand as well which is quite exciting it's really cool yeah it's really exciting isn't it yeah Sounds like you've got got a few projects on your plate now, which is good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And what are the what are the future plans then? Once, where do you kind of see? So, common, where do you see common agenda sort of moving to once you you kind of really get it off the ground? Yeah, so there's going to be kind of three aspects to it. So there's the the consultancy, which the which is the kind of you know the strategy sessions, the marketing brand strategy, you know, kind of making sure the founders understand the journey that they're going to go on and understand how they're going to show up to their customers. Uh, there's the mentorship side of it, which is really kind of going really strong at the moment. Whereas that's just, you know, I'm here or we have a team of people that are here when you need us. You can access kind of, you know, maybe is a learning portal or something like that. And then the other kind of pillar is going to be creative. And I think that I really want to kind of go into this um, creative space and not think about, oh, we've got to do Facebook ads or we've got to do this. I want to think about creating content, you know, for a purpose, for a meaning and, you know, if it's content, you know, if it's a video shoot or it's a, you know, podcast or whatever, making sure that whatever content we create is going to add kind of value to the to the brand and it's going to be a natural yeah. kind of piece of, of creative. So, yeah, those are the three kind of pillars I'm working on at the moment. But I want to I want to take ten brands, and I want you know I want to make ten brands into household names. That's the goal. So it's, it's a, an amazing goal, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, it really is, and it's quite clear as well. That's that's what I love about it. That's the start goal. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'd, I'd just can we have Addison come and work for us? Can we can we be one of those brands? Is that what you're thinking? There was um, reading each other's minds. Before we kind of get into the, like the final few questions, there was something that you wrote down on your on your form that I just wanted to read out. And we're, I'm not even we're not even going to really go into talk about it, I suppose. But it was more just to highlight it, and I just uh, it feels like a really good kind of um, point to tie tie up on. And that was that you put um, focusing on community and aiming to add value, not just through what you sell, but what you do. Mm. It just really stood out, didn't it, to, yeah. to both of us. As I know, so many people seem to be be really focused on just making sales and making sales and making mm. sales, and actually, they always need to just realign and just reassess that approach a little bit, and, yeah. and actually focus on the value before the sale. And the yeah, sale is almost it. a byproduct of the value. Yeah, and once you've built that trust, though, it's you know that the sales will come with that. But I think you've got to earn that first, and you know, figuring out. And that, that, that's why social media is, you know, is a great thing because you can create so much value mm. um, and it's free. So I think that, yeah, if you can do that for your kind of niche or your, you know, kind of target consumer group, that's when you start to build a, a brand and that's when you start to get more, um, more, I guess, comfortable <laughs> with doing that as well because you can see it paying off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part of me just kind of like just wants to... <laughs> Lock away, me and Sam. All right, Sam, let's go into the Let's have a realignment yeah. meeting. The room. They're, they're locking the door now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just we need to have a brand realignment meeting. Yeah, really do, really do. But no, it's... Get it's, the kettle on, we'll do it. <laughs> I've got a bottle of champagne in the fridge. <laughs> no, that'll be a session. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a session. But no, seriously, today has been absolutely amazing having you here. You've dropped, again, so much value and yeah really making us think really making us yeah I, i've sat here wanting like wanting to listen back to the episode already yes that's because it. I'm, i kind of i've wanted to like you said earlier i wanted to make notes and i'm i'm finding it really hard i'm having this exactly. inter- that's, i'm having a real internal battle why, because this is why this episode has been a bit different because- yeah we've, we've talked about stuff that in in my head we've been having similar discussions recently about yeah. and we're struggling to figure out Think what, what it is there's one difference that i think with, with you guys and it's really clear is you've just got that passion like loads of entrepreneurs come to me and kind of say you know what how do you build a brand and blah blah, blah. Uh, you know it doesn't matter any of that you've got to have the passion and you've got to yeah. want to do it and you've really got that so yeah. it's really good to see well thanks oh, it's getting right. a five star review from me <laughs> <laughs> um, to buy some underwear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair I threw a few Calvins out the other day so yeah um is it final question? Have you got anything else it you is. want to ask? No, no, I think that's it. It's a good it's been place. Great. To, yeah, my mind's place. absolutely racing. No, it's been really good. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been good. Thanks for your time. But yeah, go on, Sorry. Eagle. You, you far, you far so, away. So, going to 14 year old ad. Um, 40 or 14? 14. 14. Okay. 14. Oh, God. Knowing, <laughs> knowing what you know today, what would you say to him? Just have a good time. Enjoy it. You know, don't be afraid to, to, make, to take risks. Uh, I think that. Yeah, a lot of people don't do things because it's too risky. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, what's the worst thing that can happen? So you know, have fun, take risks, be passionate, be kind to people, um, yeah, and enjoy it. Yeah. In a nutshell, it's just spot on, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Great, great messages. Yeah, great lessons. Yeah. Um, I try. <laughs> honestly, no. I mean, I, I I remember when we first messaged and I sent Igor a message saying Addison's going to come on. He was like, Oh, who's Addison? And I told him and. We'd had a look through your stuff, and I was like, just genuinely really excited to have you here. And um, I'm glad you like been, my content. Yeah, your I don't, great. I'm not a photographer, not but that, though, I, I do like, take a bit of effort with yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> just it's not just that. It's, it's the fact that you've you've backed it up with 
you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just, you know, genuine, like helpful advice for yes, people. Yes. Like you, you clearly, you clearly know what you're on about, and you, and you're willing to help and, and share that advice with people, and, and that's exactly why I'm, I've got absolutely no doubt that Common Agenda is going to go on to be, yeah. you know, really big success for you. And I appreciate that. Um, and it's the next part of your journey, and, and it's going to be great. I'm really looking yeah. forward to following it. Yeah, very much so um, because you very much know what you're talking about, and it's the way that you put it across as well. It's a really relatable way. People really understand well it understand it and very much at least us we're coming away from this conversation like <laughs> we're yeah. ready to I mean go. you talked about passion for us but we could we could put that straight back to you yeah you know, it I comes across as, a, as though you're very passionate about branding and the fashion industry and, and yeah. I've got absolutely no doubt that brands out there that are getting up and running are going to look at you and go we need to we need yeah, to work with this guy. this guy so now no, I'm, I'm happy to speak with them as well so and they can reach out to forward. you yep yeah, yeah, where, um, where can they have you got your business card for us? I've not got a business card. <laughs> Paperless, come on. <laughs> um, it's just commonagenda.com, I think. Or dot, I don't know. We'll have to edit that. Yeah, that's fine. No, don't worry. Right. We don't edit the main. Uh, <laughs> but they can, they can Google Common Agenda. <laughs> we'll, we'll, Google. We'll, we'll have it. We'll have it. There. We'll put it on. And they you Google Addison it. Clark. It'll be it'll on the episode. Up. It'll yeah. be on the episode. Yeah. And um, they can find you on Instagram as well, can't they, with, with Addison Clark? Yeah, I think it's just understood. Um, so, yeah. Clark. Thank you very, very much for your time. You've been um, amazing. I'm sorry that I wore a Deus sweater. I've just realised. <laughs> Why? <is> that? <laughs> Where's your P&K one? Should have bought my P&K one, okay. shouldn't I? I wasn't okay. thinking, but no. They're a great brand. They've been they've been a real inspiration for us. Yeah. I think we get we we used to get that a lot. Oh, you know, you're very similar. It's like we're not though. Yeah. If you look at what how they do things, you look at how we do things. It's completely different business yeah. models. But um, we really, you know, we're fans of of Deus. So yeah, yeah all good. Mate, thank you very much for coming out. Thanks for your thanks for your time. Yeah. And um, Eagle, if, Sam, if you guys have enjoyed listening to this episode, yeah. just check out Addison. Give yeah. him a shout out. Give him yeah. a follow. Um, and if you know any brands that are looking for a brand strategist, yeah, excellent. We might we might know a guy. <laughs> yeah. Eagle, Cheers, closing words. Thank you. Did fam. you do your deep dive? I did not. Didn't get, didn't Addison didn't get a deep dive? No, no. Addison is very elusive. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very well curated life though as yes, well, hasn't he? It it's it it's it perfect. You I couldn't find try. anything. I did you try. Try. <laughs> so yeah, but no, thank you to the audience for, for listening, for reaching this this point. If you're here, your head is probably hurting and you probably want to get a notepad out and try and strategize your own brand. But no, seriously, thank you for everyone for listening and once again, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, Addison. Have a good one. Cool. Hey, Boom. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.